All right, and welcome to an all-new edition of Beckett Radio. This is one of the best shows in a while because uh, we're previewing the national here this week, another week of Beckett Radio, and we got a lot of prizes to give away, which is awesome, and we have a lot of guests on, so let me kind of run down what's going on. So we're going to give away two boxes of uh, one box of Upper Deck Inscriptions football, and that's courtesy of Steel City Collectibles from last week. We're also going to give away a Stadium Club baseball box, courtesy of Tops. so shout out to Susan for that. We'll, uh, we'll give those away here in a little bit, but uh, this week, uh, it's, I'm telling you, it's packed with, with goodies, with uh, interviews, with news information. It's insane, so... What, what we have up on deck, Mr. Mike Burkus of the National Convention is going to come on to talk about, the, uh, the, obviously, the convention in Chicago. It's coming up in a couple weeks. He's getting ready. I'm getting ready. Beckett's getting ready. Everyone's getting ready for it. So we'll talk about that. Also, Upper Deck is coming on. Mr. Chris Carlin. Everyone lo- loves Chris, and he's going to be at the National. But he's going to preview Upper Deck's plans for the National Convention in Chicago. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, Joe Lee of Jaspie's Hobbyland out in L.A. Uh, great, great group of people out there. Uh, he's going to talk about their plans for the Case Break Pavilion. They have a little booth set up in there. So they'll, uh, they're going to have a lot of giveaways. They're going to do a Case Breaking 101 class for all you people who don't really know a lot about case breaking but want to get into it. So check them out. And obviously, Mr. Matt Bible, he's going to come on and talk all about the San Diego Comic-Con because that just happened. Ant-Man is is coming out here in the next couple days. I mean, so much stuff with the gaming and non-sport world. Um, we, we just had to get him on. So that'll be on here as well. But uh, before we get started with the interviews, let's give away these boxes. So... For the Upper Deck Inscription Box, Inscriptions Box, courtesy of Steel City Collectibles, Mr. Paul Norberg, that is N-O-R-B-E-R-G, Paul Norberg, congratulations, you are the winner of the Upper Deck Inscriptions Football. Send me an email, radio at becca.com with your address, we'll get that shipped out to you. And the winner of the Stadium Club Baseball Box is Ben Leslie, Ben Leslie, hit us up. Radio at Becca.com. Send us your address so we can ship those out to you and be good to go. Uh, So, yeah, let's get the interview started. And, yeah, enjoy. Here we go. All right, so first up on Becca Radio, we're bringing in the insider, the global ambassador, we just, uh, well, you just coined it, Matt, but we're, we're, I'm going to use that from now on. So you are now the global ambassador for gaming and non-sports. Uh, how does that sound? Matt Bible, first of all, how's it going? Pretty good. Okay, how's it going so, with you? So how, how does it sound? The global ambassador for non-sports and gaming here at Beckett. I mean, we've got the we've got the, the greatest database in non-sports and gaming on the planet. So we do. I guess global ambassador would be good. Okay. Well, we're going to roll with it, so expect great things from now on. Maybe All right. a business card in the future saying that? Yeah. That'd be cool. Possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's get, uh, let's get going. A lot of things been going on in, in your side of, of, uh, of the hobby, and, yes. and let's kind of talk about the Comic-Con, because you know, everyone went insane with the, uh, the leaks of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the Deadpool uh, trailer, which was pretty funny. Uh, Red just, Band. Yeah, trailer. yeah, seriously. Yeah. Woo, wow. Not yeah. safe for work. Uh, <laughs> Please, parents, do not take your children to see this movie. I know it's a Marvel superhero, <laughs> yeah. but uh, 
So it's got to be mouth rated R. Yeah, yeah. He's that. Wow. He's got a mouth on it. Yeah. So check that out. But uh, as far as the hobby goes, there's a lot of things that went down. So you, you kind of want to divulge into what went down, the the aftermath of of the Comic Con. Sure, sure. We can talk about some some Comic Con stuff. Yeah. What do, What would you like to know? Let, let's start off with pops. The pops. Uh, because Funko Pop Finals. <laughs> yeah. You went you went crazy with listing all the pictures of mm-hmm. the exclusives. Uh, I just want to see what what was the biggest one. I guess. Uh, have you seen the secondary market as yes. far as these exclusive? Which one is kind of grabbing the attention? Batman v Superman combo pack. Yeah, that's that's an easy two fifty to three hundred dollars sell. Um, and I've seen sets of the Conan O'Briens going for fifteen hundred. Wait, they had a Conan O'Brien one. They had four. Are you serious? There was four Conan O'Briens. Okay. There was the regular host Conan O'Brien, Batman Conan O'Brien, Zombie Conan O'Brien, and Frankenstein Monster Conan O'Brien. Wow! And because uh, Conan was out there doing yeah. the show, yeah. So yeah. Um, they gave away you know a limited amount each night to the audience, and then they had you know giveaways on Team Coco's website, and then they were selling them at the con. So, yeah. but they're you know they started out pretty hot, and then the price started coming down. It leveled off a little bit because there was more of them than I think people were were, were counting on. But yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I've seen full sets go for, and some of them were signed, and they were so popular that prompted Funko to actually make a fifth Conan O'Brien, but it was wow. a, co- a pop of Andy Richter. So oh, now okay. look for that one out on the yeah. secondary market. Yeah, but. that's that's definitely pretty sweet. Now as far as the hobby goes with you know cards. Was there any big news that that uh, came out from this uh, this convention as far as maybe new I don't know maybe new products coming out from Rittenhouse maybe Upper Deck? Um, there was a there was a few things that happened. First off, Tops had some pretty good uh, some pretty good uh, oversized cards. They had th- in the wall art style. Yeah. They did another Star Wars hundred card set of the different characters, like they did a celebration. Um, they also did a special um, Garbage Pail Kids 30th anniversary of the Foreign Legion sets, which okay. they picked five characters, and then they had each had a 10-card set in the different foreign language sets that had been released over the years. Wow, that's um, cool. Yeah, and they did uh, Wacky Packages serial postcards. Um, I, I, I would say that um, you know Upper Deck, uh, Upper Deck announced a set a tribute set to the movie clerks really yep uh brian o'halloran who played uh dante i think it is okay yeah or not dante was it uh, the uh, um the main character yeah one of the main i, I can't even think of what um uh yeah dante's the blonde blonde haired dude uh, the sidekick. Uh, Randall's the sidekick and then randall's dante the- yeah randall's the sidekick and dante's yes. the main okay. guy yeah, who played Dante? He was out there signing autographs. And okay. I think Kevin Smith and Kevin Jason Smith Muse were out, out there, there too, yeah. signing autographs for Upper Deck. But yeah. they're doing a, a tribute set to Clerks. Clerks. Wow. So is this ramping up for the third? It's the third one that's coming out soon, right? Uh, it, he's it's working on it. Mallrats yeah. Two is actually his the movie he's doing before Clerks Three. But okay. I think it's probably going to be a combination of a, a tribute to both. The first two films, possibly. Okay, cool. and you know, you could, uh, you know, sky's the limit. You could have autographs of all the cameo appearances and the main cast. Yeah, and, yeah. So, but that was the as far as you know, news that was significant to me coming from Generation X. I, you know, yeah, yeah. Seen Clerks about eighteen thousand <laughs> times. Well, I, I haven't seen Clerks, and man, it's been a long time. But 
When I was able to hear about Clerks for the first time, I I, I couldn't stop watching it. That was my generation, man. That's that's where I grew up. And uh, so, you know, that's that's kind of the exciting Upper Deck news. And, you know, uh, Cryptozoic had some some things, you know, some promos they released. um, But, you know, other than that, it was just... uh, you know, it was an all-around good time for everybody out there, I think. It was chaotic as usual, of but um, with all the trailers and all the the panels and all the stars and TV shows and, and everything that was going on out there. So, I, Yeah, I, I, I got to go sometime soon. I, I'm so upset that I continue to miss out, you know? Well, unfortunately for us, I found out that the exhibitor wait list is years. All right, cool. So <laughs> uh, I'm hoping we can get on the wait list now, so, you know, yeah. by the time... I start collecting social security, maybe we'll go out there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about something that was, you know, surprisingly huge in, in the hobby. Mm-hmm. And it, I, don't, I honestly still can't believe we did this, but we did a box break with uh, Adam Kai. Mm-hmm. He's a big time Magic the Gathering collector. Yes, he, he's probably the Magic yeah, the, the, the yeah. Gathering collector. Yeah, the, because, the dude is, is yeah. insane with Magic cards. Yeah, his, um, uh, his collection's very impressive. Yeah, so... He, you guys did a box break on a starter deck of Magic the Gathering and a, and a bunch of other stuff that I, I wasn't too sure about. Um, but the, well, the the main draw was the, the starter deck, correct? Yes, the, and the reason is because it was a 1993 Alpha starter deck. Wow. Um, the set. I yeah. mean, that's like cracking open a box of 52 tops baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, he had a friend who, um, for uh, cardhouse.com, uh, who uh, provided this starter deck. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to open it up and just kind of show the quality of the first year of Magic and, you know, the odds of getting uh, really good gradable stuff. And, and we talked about, uh, you know, grading cards. Um, after that, you know, the, why it's important to get your cards graded if you're a Magic collector. So if you're a Magic collector out there, and you have a good collection, get your cards graded. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. Through yeah. Beckett and Beckett uh, grading services. Yeah. BGS. Shameless. But um, what made, you know, it was the hype up of the, the Alpha number one, but you don't really expect to pull anything big. Yeah. But he pulled a Mox Jet Rare, which is uh, a Power Nine card. And for those who don't know what a power nine is, it's the most po- the nine most powerful cards in Magic and nine of the most valuable cards in Magic. Yeah. So raw, how much would that be valued at? Uh, about four grand. That's ridiculous. And, and, and he literally just turned it over and was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, he was excited. Yeah. You know, we were. It was. It was a good moment, man. It was. It was. It was one of those things. It's just like, wow! I can't believe he just pulled that card. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's insane that uh, there's only two or three other cards that he could have pulled that would have been that would have been better. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, it it was pretty cool to see you guys opening that stuff and the videos on Beckett.com/news. Yes. So definitely check it out if you're a, a gaming fan, uh, just and, a fan of uh, of box breaks in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, we're discussing uh, the possibility of future breaks with uh, other vintage. Mm. Magics. Okay, I, it feels weird to call them vintage. They were started yeah. in 1993. Yeah, not too vintage. But 
Yeah, I mean, you know, older magic sets that that hold some value or that are significant in some way. We're we're discussing doing yeah. other breaks, so we'll see what happens in the now, future. Yeah. Now, quickly, how much would a starter deck from the it's the alpha? Yes. How much would that go just unopened? Uh, unopened starter deck uh, about thirteen to fourteen grand. That is unbelievable. It's the Black Lotus. Yeah. That's what makes it. You know, the, the possibility draw. of getting a Black Lotus or Ancestral Recall. Mm. Black Lotus is, I, I believe, we have it priced right now on 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 uh, in our price guide at fifteen thousand, cool. <laughs> uh, and the ancestral recall is about five to six. I'm not wow. exactly sure what the exact number is in our database, but yeah. it's just the anticipation of one one of the big cards, yeah, especially the Lotus. That's crazy. Well, let's talk about something uh, that obviously involves pricing and, and a lot of good stuff. And this is the first time ever uh, we're doing the non-sport almanac. Yes. Uh, and this is a big deal because for a while it was bunched together with gaming. Yes. Uh, and now you guys are separating it and going to, you know, put it out to the public and see what happens. So uh, it, it's going to print soon. So what can you tell us as far as uh, interesting things that are going to be included in this almanac? Well, it goes to print uh, July 31st. It'll be released probably second, third week of August. Yep. Um, and, you know, I would imagine for a while now, you know, non-sports and gaming have been lumped in together, but really they're their own entities. I mean, you know, non-sports is just, is crazy insane with the, the absolute, the vast variety of television, movies, comic books, mm-hmm. um, pinups and models. I mean, you name, you name, you name the subject, man. It's, it's been in non-sports. Yeah. Um, and you know, separating it from gaming makes sense. We want to try to see if, if the two can can float on their own but um as far as non-sports uh goes the the book itself is going to be 380 pages nice. about 360 of that's going to be price guide so we're going to be adding a lot more stuff than we had even had last year mm-hmm. um and you know we we've we've separated them into different categories we've got the pre-war which covers 1880 to 1941 okay uh, then post war 1942 to 1980, and then modern, which is 81 to present day, okay. um, and that's our biggest section. But we've also split it off, uh, split excuse yeah. me, off into um, other sections as well. We're doing a special Star Wars section. We're doing Star Trek, um, DC and Marvel is going to have its own section. Uh, Bench Warmer will have its own section. Nice. We're also including professional wrestling. Okay, um, because. It's kind of that that medium that kind of it's not really sports, mm-hmm. but it's not altogether entertainment. There is athleticism to it, but it's, it is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and action figures and uh, figurines, which will include as many of the new Funkos from San Diego Comic Con as I can get in there. Nice. And the mystery minis and the reactions and and so there, there's going to be a lot of variety to this um, to this to this almanac and. Uh, you know, I'm. I've been really just burned the midnight oil on this project. I've been yeah. just trying to get it as 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 solid and as cleaned up as I can, even more so than last year. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the finished product because I know how uh, how much you have put into this project, as well as every other project that that you put your hands on. So it's going to be exciting to see, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, let's finally talk about Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man is, I don't know. I, I have some friends that are really excited. Mm-hmm. I have other friends that are like, I don't, I have no interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Paul Rudd 
one of my the funniest actors out there. He's he's the you know he's going to be Ant Man. Yeah, and it comes out. Thursday, I know, you know, it wasn't right? his idea. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it comes out this week, and yep. we're doing plenty of giveaways on Beckett.com. Yep. Uh, so you want to talk about how people can can get their hands on some of these free uh, free giveaway stuff? Sure. Uh, well, first, I mean, Ant Man. You know, there are there isn't a, a huge um, a huge amount of products out there. I mean, the dog tags just came out recently from Bullseye Toy, which. You know, really, they're just the dog tags, then the foil parallel dog tags, and then they got the stickers with the foil stickers. Mm -hmm. But Upper Deck is releasing a product in August for Ant-Man. So, you know, you'll have relics in that. You'll probably have, hopefully, all the cast members have signed autographs. Yeah. uh, Which would probably be hot at the time. Um, But, yeah, uh, yesterday we did the the Fleer Retro uh, Marvel product box break and we pulled ironically an ant-man sketch card nice um by matt santorelli um out of the out of the box uh, out of my box and um so in order to win that you can win that if if you want to win that go watch the video on beckett.com and answer a question what would you do or where would you go if you were ant-man size if you were small (laughs) <laughs> so you gotta leave a comment on the video watch okay. it please watch the video because it's one of our better box breaks this year it's Fleer Retro Marvel and it's a fantastic product there's so much stuff in it um, but yeah go go to that video and leave that comment answer that question uh, and then we're also having a, a contest for um, a Blackout Ant-Man um, summer convention exclusive Funko Pop Vinyl. Nice. And you have to go to our story on the San Diego Pop Finals, the okay. final updated version of that. It's on Beckett.com under non-sports. Yeah. Uh, and leave a comment um, Leave a comment there. What, uh, I believe the question for that one was, who would you like to see made into a Funko Pop Vinyl? What's, what's the, what, what character or real person? It could yeah. be a real person. Wow. Just leave a comment there, and that, that contest ends Friday. Um, and the Ant Man for the the Ant Man sketch, the contest for the Ant Man sketch ends uh, August first. Okay, so, so yeah, definitely a lot of things going on. Ant Man mania, man. Yeah. It's just a Marvel mania in general. Seriously, so. yeah, that's it's been pretty crazy to see. I mean, just with the Comic Con, you know, to see all these new things popping up. Um, and Ant-Man, I might check it out. You know, Paul Rudd, I like him, so I'll give it a chance, but, uh, I've heard good things. Yeah? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it should be, if they're including it in the Avengers, mm-hmm. if they're throwing him into the Avengers mix, it'll, it should be a good movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely check it out, but go to Beckett.com slash news to get in on these giveaways, because, you know, they're, they're definitely special and, and things to grab, so... Check that out. But, Matt, we appreciate you coming on. Check out the non-sport almanac when it comes out in uh, middle of August. Like like he said, it, it's going to be a big thing, uh, and hopefully it'll be around to stay for a long time. So uh, definitely something exciting for that. And, yeah, just stay tuned for some gaming non-sport news on Beckett.com slash news because, you know, Matt's always posting stuff, and it's always uh, exciting to read because – it kind of gets away from the whole sports thing, you know. We're, we're yeah. it's sports all the time, and kind of gets dull at, at moments. And so it's it's nice to read about a movie or, or, or a TV show that comes out and has a new product. But, there's uh, plenty out there to to read about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, Matt, we appreciate it. 
and uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and we'll see you next time. No problem. Okay, and next up on Beckett Radio, we have another guest uh, all the way in California talking to us on the phone, Mr. Chris Carlin of Upper Deck. Chris, how's it going over there? Things are going great. So are you getting ready for the National? I know it's super busy over here at Beckett, so it must be absolutely insane over there for Upper Deck. I've had about <laughs> no less than 20 people at my desk <laughs> over well, the last week just, just asking me, hey, what's going on with this, what's going on with that? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, definitely getting, uh, getting busy, and it's exciting. It's, uh, it's the biggest show of the year, um, and uh, the huge attendance and great opportunity for us to get out in front of our fans. Now, obviously, this year it's going to be uh, the national is going to be in Chicago. Uh, so, what sets apart the national being in Chicago from any other city that hosts the convention? Well, you know, I, th- I think it's easy for everyone to get to for starters. So, yeah. you're going to have a, a good attendance. But it's a super passionate fan base for the people who live out there already. You know, they they just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're working with the, the Hockey Hall of Fame to display some Chicago Blackhawks championship rings. Uh, we just had a promotion for uh, some special Stanley Cup uh, championship sets for the Blackhawks that we're going to have out there. Um, it's just a, it's a really exciting time for them. We have uh, Upper Deck authenticated pieces, so uh, there's a lot of uh, different things that are going to be going out there. But probably the biggest thing for us in Chicago is the fact that you know we're, we're the exclusive home of Michael Jordan. So yeah. uh, we're going to have a, a, a couple pieces that people have never seen before from Jordan for us on the authenticated side. We're not about just you know creating a jersey and having autographed and slapping a hologram on it. We really want to create some innovative, different types of pieces. So uh, we have a piece that's uh, uh, kind of a showstopper. I think people will really dig when they see it on site. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Jordan fan, so I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, one of the great things that you guys do uh, for collectors is the expired redemptions raffle, and I saw it firsthand uh, at the industry summit that you guys did a little bit. Uh, but could you uh, tell us how collectors can get involved with bringing in their expired redemptions? Yeah, it's very easy. I mean, we, expired redemptions are a frustrating thing for for most collectors of out course. there. Uh, it's fun to go back and open some of the older upper deck baseball or basketball or football products. Uh, but if you get an expired redemption, it's kind of a, a kick in the side. So uh, there's legalities that come into play, unfortunately, that that pre- prevent us now that you know we don't have licenses for some of these sports to honor those. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have uh, been able to finagle it a bit, where we can uh, have this program in place to uh, to get people at least something out there. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, all you need to do is bring us your expired card unscratched with your name, address, phone number on it uh, at that show, or you can send it in right now. Uh, to us in Carlsbad, and uh, and we'll get you in for that draw. But it's not just that draw. You know, we we have giveaways going on pretty much every day, and and raffles, et cetera. So um, even if you don't have an expired redemption card, uh, you can definitely get in and uh, get some free, cool upper deck authenticated uh, items, some promotional items, hats, swag, all that good stuff. We really uh, we really go all out to make sure that we have a lot of cool giveaways for our fans that that make the trip. We're talking to Chris Carlin here on Beckett Radio. Chris, one thing that jumped out at me was the amount of things that are planned just for kids throughout the show. Uh, now, if collectors haven't really been paying attention uh, to, uh, obviously, the UpperDeckBlog.com, uh, what, what kind of things do you guys have in store for just kids at the National? Well, we have a, a couple surprises. We're bringing in uh, some people who are you know, kind of different. One is a kid themselves. Uh, she is a founder of a company called Custom Kicks, and it's She's an artist and uh, does these incredible Chicago Blackhawks 
primarily, she does other teams as well, painted shoes. Wow. They're, they're kind of collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's going to be painting those at our booth, and it's just kind of a neat way to show kids, you know, what you could do. Like you, you can make a difference and be involved in sports and do something you love. But we'll have a variety of, of giveaways and promotions for just for kids. One of the cool things that we haven't announced yet is we're coming out with a dinosaurs trading card set. And we are actually going to have our P-Card activation themed for dinosaurs this year. Nice. So it, definitely something that is, is right in the wheelhouse of kids. Um, you know, I've got two young kids myself, and they're not collecting hockey cards yet, but when I showed them some of the dinosaurs promotional cards, they thought it was the coolest thing ever. So mm-hmm. we always look at how do we get the next generation of collector involved in the hobby. The dinosaurs product is a perfect way to do that because it, it really uh, allows fathers and sons to do something together. To, it's it's uh, a great way to, to show them the fun of opening packs and, uh, and finding this, discovering something unique or different. Yeah, you know, something that just kind of popped in my head uh, when you were talking about, you know, trying to get kids into the hobby was, you know, a lot of kids who are younger, they can't really gravitate towards the athletes, you know, the sports uh, people on trading cards, or, or some of them at least. So it's interesting to see how you guys are, are bringing out the dinosaurs trading cards or even the, uh, the, uh, the movies like Marvel and all that good stuff for them to get excited about those types of cards. And then eventually, as they, you know, become a little bit older, they can start gravitating yeah. towards, you know, uh, their favorite hockey player or guys like that, you know? Totally. You know, it, it's uh, one thing that we've learned is that you, you can't force it on them. Um, of course. It, it does involve, you know, parent involvement or, or having some type of mentor, whether it be a big brother or an uncle or, or mom or what have you. Um, but the theming has got to be right, you know? It, yeah. it can't be... Uh, you can't uh, hit them before they're ready with uh, with a particular sports if they're just not into it yet. Um, and you know, having the Marvel license and and uh, having a dinosaurs release right when Disney has the the good dinosaur coming out and right on the heels of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a good timing. Yeah. So let's talk about rapper redemptions because everyone's going to be going crazy with those. Uh, could you kind of give us uh, uh, what you guys have planned for this uh, rapper redemption promotion? Sure. You know, I, I, yeah, every manufacturer is going to have a different rap redemption. What we really wanted to try to do uh, to kind of stand out is uh, is bring back a, a product that uh, that was kind of a fan favorite uh, and theme it outright where, you know, it, it can include multi-sport athletes, mm-hmm. uh, big names, and uh, have some good value. And uh, we brought back the Prominent Cuts uh, set, which was a standalone product for a while. And instead of just having, you know, oh, this is a national sports collectors convention exclusive, I think there's going to be people who actually want, you know, these packs to, to collect and put together the set because, you know, it was very popular back in the day. So yeah. you'll have you'll have uh, basketball players like Steph Curry. You'll have hockey players like Patrick Kane. You'll have basketball players like Shaq and uh, MMA fighters like George St. Pierre and even, you know, a quirky guy like Stan Lee, yeah. who, you know, is, is not in sports but has value and is – there's people that are interested in them. And then uh, to have autographs of some of those key players falling pretty frequently uh, should make fans pretty excited. And then, you know, for the the serious collector, we have a case breaker promotion uh, where, you know, you can get 10 of those prominent cuts packs for opening a qualified case mm-hmm. and also getting a, a really cool uh, item from UDA or uh, from a, a limited, limited uh prominent cuts autograph card you know you can get a tiger woods of two or um the gretzky of five you know things along those lines 
So it should be uh, it should be really good. You guys have so much stuff planned for the national convention. I mean, oh, and, and also I forgot one one thing. Yeah, there's uh, there's cut autographs also in the in the base prominent cut set. Okay. of Chicago personalities. So um, we're gonna have situations where people are gonna pull an awesome one of one you know cut autograph card of, of some key Chicago legends, which should create quite a buzz. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're excited about that. Definitely. So. Like I said, you guys have so much stuff planned for the National. I mean, we're talking random acts of kindness, scavenger hunt. Uh, you guys have a VIP card set just for the VIP members at the National. Uh, obviously, you said free raffles and giveaways every day. Uh, the live case break of UD Premier. Uh, you have the promotion for the case breakers and so much more. Uh, so why should, I mean, all that aside, why should guys, uh, I'm sorry, why should collectors come and take some time to come and check out the Upper Deck booth? I mean, well, I'll tell you this. I'm um, I'm bringing my dad out. Oh, wow. It. You know, it's something that you have to experience once. You know, it, it's just something that's really awesome to experience, especially with, you know, a, a father or son, yeah. you know. The National is the big show, you know. Yeah. I, I, I hope. So one of these days, I'll be bringing my kids out to it, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, it's something special that doesn't happen every day that uh, is worth a, a pilgrimage. It's worth investing <laughs> a little time and money in. Um, but there's so much to do in Chicago, too. So you can really make a great weekend out of it. Uh, go check out baseball games. Go check out some of the sites in Chicago. Summer in Chicago is always just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the things that we're doing are, are very compelling. You know, there's... Mm-hmm. There's opportunities to get a lot of freebies. There's opportunities if you want to invest a little bit to get some cool freebies. But we're really trying to invest in in our collectors and in our business. And uh, uh, one of the cool ways that for for those fans who are come a long way or or really are passionate about Upper Deck mm-hmm. is we will have a, a VIP event party on uh, on that Saturday night uh, with uh, with a cool guest. But uh, more than anything, the cool opportunity to to walk with some incredible incredible Upper Deck authenticated items and uh, limited, limited promos. So it should be a lot of fun. Definitely. Now, uh, one last thing. What else is coming up in the near future for Upper Deck? I mean, you know, we talked about the dinosaur set, but uh, what what kind of exciting things should collectors be be looking out for in the near future? It's pretty simple. I mean, it's... we do have some high-end hockey releases closing out this year, which is great. It was a, it was a solid year. You have guys like Johnny Gaudreau and Aaron oh, yeah. Vlad. So we have our premiere set coming out. People have been going crazy over some of the patches that we just showed on our Facebook page for that. We'll have Ultimate Collection, and then there'll probably be one other, one other sneaky release that uh, everyone looks forward to every year uh, that's super high-end. But uh, really, the excitement, the buzz, everything we're hearing right now is for next season's hockey product. And uh, we just shared information on Upper Deck Series 1 yesterday. We showed off the uh, Young Guns images, and people are going nuts. I've talked to, I talked to about 20 shops in Canada last week, and they're not talking about trying to get, you know, five cases or ten. They're, they want 100, and it's just wow. there's not going to be that out there. <laughs> uh, you know, we have to still make a, a limited production. But uh, it seems like every collector, especially in Canada, especially in Edmonton, mm-hmm. are, are talking about going from you know buying a box to buying one or two cases, which is uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, so demand already seems insane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're not sure how we're going to kind of meet that. Uh, you know, we do have to make a collectible product, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't just turn on the presses forever and, uh, exactly. <laughs> and have a situation where there's no value in the product. Exactly. But, Guys like Connor McDavid, guys like Jack Eichel, uh, a lot, and there's always, there's always three or four surprising guys that come out of nowhere to 
to really create a lot of buzz. But we have these great carryovers too, and Sam Bennett for the Calgary Flames, and Jacob De La Rose from uh, from uh, the, the Canadians, and mm-hmm. Malcolm Subban for the Bruins. So next year's hockey just it's going to be incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible. So um, yeah, that's really where uh, a lot of excitement. Uh, is being invested right now with our collectors, and we're trying to meet that excitement by coming up with some cool programs for them. Definitely. Well, Chris, I really appreciate your time, and hopefully everyone checks out the Upper Deck booth uh, at the National. It's going to be a fantastic event, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But uh, is there anything else you would like to talk about before I let you go? Well, we're going to have a couple other surprises out there uh, that we'll be announcing in the coming weeks. Uh, some things that are kind of I don't know, out of, out of the norm, but uh, definitely fun. A- again, a lot of the things that we do out there is to try to uh, attract kids and to, to try to attract a new audience. Um, it's a great area, but, uh, but we as uh, manufacturers need to do a bit more to get more people to the show. So uh, that's some of the things that you'll see us uh, announcing in the next week or two. Uh, that should be really fun. Perfect. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully we'll catch you at the National, all right? We'll be there. Can't wait. All right, and next up on Becca Radio, I told you guys this show was going to be amazing because we had a numerous amount of guests coming on this week. So next up on Becca Radio, calling in all the way from the West Coast from Jaspie's Hobbyland is Joe Lee. Joe, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Derek? Thanks for having me on. So I we were talking off air, and I was telling you how absolutely insanely crazy busy we are over here at Beckett. Yeah. And you pretty much said the same thing uh, for you guys. Uh, are you guys getting ready for the National? Are you guys already done? You're just waiting to hop on that plane? What's going on over there? <laughs> no, I, w- I wish we were done. We're yeah. not even close, Derek. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean going, from, going from L.A. to the Midwest is always going to be a production, and we're just barely scratching the surface. I mean, pretty much we have plane tickets squared away. We've got, you know, hotels squared away and everything, but now we're just kind of setting up all the promos that we have going on ordering all sorts of product, getting stuff there. We've got to get stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so it's been it's been really crazy. And then plus our just usual day to day as well. So it's been it's been crazy, but we're very excited about it. It's my first trip to Chicago too. So Yeah, and it's uh, and it's I'm my first trip too. I'm I'm pretty excited. Oh, okay. Last year uh from the uh Cleveland National, that was my first national experience. So this is gonna be my second ah. year, but definitely first year at Chicago. So I'm pretty nervous, honestly. Yeah, well, listen, I'm I'm a little nervous too. Apparently, like there's gonna be a huge main stage. The main stage is gonna be bigger than what it was last year. Yeah, and they've got more floor space for breakers like Jaspie's Hobbyland. Yeah, so I I, I mean I think they're gonna throw me up on the main stage with <laughs> ostensibly hundreds of people there. So. Yeah, no, and, so and you're, crazy. you'll probably be roped with me because I'm gonna be one of many MCs up there on that main stage. So hopefully we'll tag team, you know, maybe a case break or two because that would be pretty oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, so let's kind of, uh, before we get into your guys' plans for the National, uh-huh. let's talk about kind of the history of Jaspie's Hobbyland, how it got started, and how you kind of got involved with it. Um, well, uh, Jaspie's Hobbyland was started by Mike Jasperson, who has been in the industry, in the hobby for a long time, like 40 years, which might which might show his age. But, yeah, he might you know, get mad at he, that comment. <laughs> <laughs> he still he, he, he acts young, still acts yeah. young. He's young at heart. <laughs> and um, he, he used to work for Beckett Publications yep. um, for a while. Uh, Price Guide editor and an author, wrote a lot for the publications and whatnot, and then worked for uh, Topps for a long time as well, for over a decade, uh, with Topps Vault specifically, uh, running their e-commerce program for, for their vault from the ground up. Yeah. 
And uh, and over the over the last decades, he's always been involved in the hobby. It's like a it's it's a family thing for him too. I think his father was involved in the hobby as well. And um, and he's like run you know uh, hobby shops in a couple different eras and whatnot. And then you know he's uh, he's very uh, progressive. I'd say he kind of, he's forward forward thinking. Yeah. So he was he saw this opportunity to do case breaking, and um, and really just kind of dove into it. Yeah. Head first. Now how uh, how did you kind of get involved with Jaspie's Hobbyland? I mean, first of all, I'm a big sports fan, okay. you know, and and so I was always interested in that, and I've always, you know, I'm I'm like a lot of the kids, you know, my age <laughs> who collected a lot in the '80s and '90s when we were kids, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah. And then, and then it kind of dropped off, right? You know, we <laughs> all, you know, you you grow up, or you go to college, or or life happens, and yeah. and you know, and the values of the cars, they, you know, that we thought were going to be investments weren't investments anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh. You know, we all know the story. The bottom dropped out, and we lost a lot of people in the hobby. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, with, with like Tops, Upper Deck, you know, Panini, all those guys started coming back a little bit with cooler product. And I started noticing that in the early 2000s, mid-2000s and all that. And so I kind of kind of kept it, uh, an, uh, an eye on that. And then when uh, Mike Jasperson started the started Jaspie's Hobbyland, he's like, you know what? I think you'd be great for this. Come on board. And I did. Here I am. Yeah. Now I hear you're a Barry Bonds fan, which is great news because I'm actually from the Bay Area, uh, and I. Well. I <laughs> so I, I wanted to throw that out there. See, get your thoughts on Mr. Barry Bonds. <laughs> well, okay. I, I was born in Ohio, but I but my folks moved out to uh, South LA when I was when I was very young. So okay. I pretty much grew up Dodger, Laker, Raider fan. Oh, right? the, the worst of the worst. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, but you know what? Like when I started co- when I started collecting when I was a kid, it was what well, what year was that wood framed top baseball card? Was that eighty seven or I something like that? I think it was eighty seven, but don't quote me on that. And and one of the ones was and I, I'm sure you might remember this too. It was that Barry Bonds card. Oh yeah. And I was just like, that's really cool. The wood frame <laughs> is cool, you know. Yeah. And like there there he is, and he's like it's like skinny Barry Bonds as well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, no, that got me hooked. And then, like you know, I started I started buying from like the local convenience store, from the ice cream truck guy. You know, of course. my family started buying me like boxes of cases of like Upper Deck. You know, when he's selling like those long thin boxes and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that that's what kind of really got me into it. Yeah. And, and I really do kind of have Barry Bonds to blame <laughs> for uh, for really getting me into the hobby. Yeah. Ironically, that that's it, that's a pretty funny story. Yeah, I. Um... <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit different since I grew up in the San Francisco area. Obviously, uh-huh. big Giants fan, 49ers, uh, you know, the Bay Area with, with the Raiders and then Oakland A's. You know, I, I, I like them too, but you got to hate the Dodgers, got to hate the Absolutely. Lakers. You know, there's there's none of that in our in, in yeah, our family we, household. We wouldn't want it. Yeah, we wouldn't want it any other way. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so so now that we have that going for us, um, let's talk about case breaking in general, um, because it's something that I don't know. A year and a half ago was completely new to me, and I I I wanted to learn more about it. So what I did is I went on all these case breaking sites and and tried to learn as much as I can, uh, but. I just I'm still fascinated by the this this craze of of case breaking and, and how it's taking over the industry and obviously we can tell with the case break pavilion becoming even bigger and better at the national. Um, so I, I want to get your take. How has case breaking taken over the industry and where do you see it in the next? I mean, you know, five years. 
Well, well, for, first of all, I, I think um, what we're gonna, what Jackie's Hobby Land is gonna do at the National, yeah. is run like a case-breaking 101 kind okay. of event or class every day. Yeah, you know, so we're gonna have some sign-ups and people can get into a case break, you know, and uh, a free case break, or whatever. We're still hammering out those details, but we're essentially our goal at the National is to introduce people to case breaking, get people engaged with case breaking without the without the risk of throwing down a bunch of money yeah. so they can say, oh, okay, I can try this and I can see how it is. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a case-breaking 101. That's kind of our goal gotcha. at the National in Chicago. Cool. Now, as for case-breaking, yeah, it's a bit intimidating, you know, because I don't think people it's like, oh, we're buying into an entire case and how does this work and what do I get? It is intimidating, but I think once people get it, it's great. You know, you just... You know, you're you're basically splitting. It's like a it's like a timeshare. Yeah. For, for cases, right? <laughs> yeah. You can buy a, buy a case of of 2014 Topps Chrome football, right? Yeah. For X amount of dollars. Now you can go out of pocket and spend close to a thousand dollars on a case like that. Yeah. Or you can get involved with like, you know, 31 of your closest friends on Breakers.tv/chassis. <laughs> there you go. Channel, yeah. And you know, you pay a fraction of the price and you get the team you want. So I can get my Raiders. You can get your Niners, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we pay a fraction of the price to get the cards that we want a PC or whatever the case may be, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the unique opportunity that comes in with case breaking. Yeah. And, and something that uh, that that's kind of my whole thing is that, you know, I want my own team. Uh, I, I don't want some, you know, Joe Schmo of, of Jacksonville. You know, no offense to Jacksonville right, fans right. or collectors, but that, that has no interest in my collection, you know? Exactly. So and that's, that, and that's a way for, for, for people to get engaged and get involved on that. And then there's yeah. a big community aspect of it, too. If you go to our channel, mm-hmm. you know, you, people will be able to uh, chat with other people in the room as the case break is happening live. Yeah. Uh, they get to comment on what cards came out. They're, you know, you can ooh and ah over like a one of one that comes out, or <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, and people can speculate on like, oh, that's going to be this on the secondary market. That's going to be graded at that, you know, when you send it to Beckett, blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's there's a big community that's involved there as well. And what we try to do is, um, you know, really create that sort of community. Mm-hmm. And we do, you know, so how I tell people, how I tell my friends is like, listen. It's like QVC. It's like Home Shopping Network for, <laughs> yeah. for cards. But then it's a, it's a sports talk radio show as well. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So all that's all I, combined. That's what I try to bring. Yeah, yeah, that's what I try to bring. Yeah, no, I, that's that's really awesome, and I, I'm definitely gonna have to check you guys out on a future break. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that more later on. But I want to get your plans for the national convention. You talked about this case breaking 101, which everyone needs to check out. But what else is uh, Jaspie's Hobbyland coming up with uh, for the national? Well, you know, for for any convention, you know, we usually do the 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 fun convention stuff. We'll we'll have a lot of giveaways. We'll have you know, maybe we'll have the free T-shirts and raffles and whatnot. The Case Breaky One Hundred and One event is really our uh, our big thing because we want to get people involved and and engaged in Case Breaky as much as possible. Yeah, you know, so and there'll be all a lot of little other uh, surprises that we'll kind of throw in there. But uh, that's kind of the 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 main goal: mm-hmm. case breaking one hundred and one. Yeah. You know, get people knowledgeable and introduced, and and uh, walk away knowing what case breaking is about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, where are you guys set up at the national? Uh, we will be in the uh, the the main case breaking area where all the breakers will be. Gotcha. You know, so we'll be in that area as well. Okay. 
Now, uh, since this is going to be your first time in Chicago, are you going to try oh, yeah. and catch a Cubs game, maybe a White Sox game? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think I forget when we fly in. I think we fly in on a on a Sunday or something like that. So we might be able to to catch a day game at Wrigley, which would be awesome. Yeah. So it depends on uh, if our flight isn't delayed and everything works out right. We might be might just uh, walk over there and see what happens. Yeah. No. Uh, I, but yeah, I, it, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the food. I'm looking forward <laughs> to maybe catching a ball game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it all. Yeah. No. I, I'm extremely excited. We don't get there until Tuesday, so I think the Cubs fly out and and play somewhere else. But we're gonna try and catch a White Sox game on the South Side and. Have a little nice. fun. Get some pizza, you know, some deep dish pizza, all that good gotta stuff. Get you know, some deep dish pizza. Got to got to get a hot dog. Everybody in, in our in our room on Rittier.tv slash Jassy is are just like giving me food recommendations. You got to <laughs> go to this place. You got to go to that place. So yeah. I, I have to write I have to write down a list. There you go. Uh, before I leave, yeah, so, try to hit up all those spots. Yeah. So before I let you go, uh, let's let's get some of the social media stuff so people can follow you on Twitter, uh, Facebook, all all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. So at Jaspie's Hobbyland. So at symbol Jaspie's Hobbyland. Okay. And jaspieshobbyland.com is our website where people can kind of read about read our bios and see what we have available uh, to break. Perfect. Yeah, and, and I'm definitely going to check that out, like I said, because I'm still trying to get in the swing of things as far as case breaks go. And it sounds like you guys know what you're doing, so it should be a lot of fun to check you all out. Yeah, it's it's going to be loads of fun, and I, I remember you asking me about like what the future of this might be. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's. I, I think the big thing for us is like for Jaspie's hobby is we got to get more people involved in it, so that gets more people back into the hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I think I think we have a lot of we we have a lot of like uh, parents that watch the show. You know, moms and dads who watch the show, and you know they have their kids involved. Yeah. And I think I think that's great because it's a new and interactive and exciting way for like younger kids to say, hey, I can watch this online. Yeah. You know, I can do that. And I think as more people just get involved and get used to the nature of the of of watching this like stream, watching this online, you know, I think it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to be really huge. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Uh, it should be a lot of fun to see you guys over at the National. I'm, I'm going to stop yeah, by your booth and uh, should have definitely. a lot of fun. So, Joe? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in a Jaspie's Hobbyland t-shirt. Hey, yeah, man. I'll, I'll take an extra large. Uh, I'll, I'll throw right. it out there. We'll, we'll order some. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, if you have anything else uh, to talk about, let me know. Uh, but, I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, obviously I know Mr. Jasperson from, you know, talking to him at the Industry Summit. You guys are right. one of the most professional groups out there. So, oh, it, you. you know, if, if anyone, uh, because a lot of things that I hear is that they don't trust the people who are breaking these products. You know what I mean? Uh, right. You have to be careful for that. So I'm going to come on the, the radio show right now and say that you have no worries uh, about, you know, trust or anything like that. These guys are, are the ultimate professionals. They know what they're doing. So check them out on breakers.tv. Uh, but Joe, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Hopefully we meet at the national and have a little fun out there. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Derek. Hey, thanks for having me on. And, uh, Hey, everybody come out to Chicago and visit us at the national and visit the Jaspie's Hobbyland booth. Perfect. We'll see you. All right. Thanks a lot, Derek. We'll be right back. You're listening to Beckett radio. Do you love to play fantasy sports? Even if you don't, it makes watching games more fun when you can win cash. 
Did I say that you can win cash each and every day on Beckett Daily Fantasy Sports? Yes, you can play every day or week of the season and win cash. Playing Daily Fantasy Sports on BeckettFantasy.com is easy and takes little time to play. There are free contests daily and paid entry contests that start as low as $1. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and play. Draft your lineup and challenge your friends. What are you waiting for? Sign up now on www.fantasy.beckett.com. Beckett Fantasy Sports. Invite. Play. Win. Well, next up on the phone here with Beckett Radio, we have a special guest, one of my favorites here on Beckett Radio. We've had him on at the Industry Summit. We had him on for last year's national, so of course we had to get him on this year. That's Mr. Mike Burkus, the executive director of the National Sports Collectors Convention. Mike, how's it going? Great. Uh, actually, it couldn't be better. We are having a wonderful roll into this show. Things are working just beautifully. Thank you. Now, you know, obviously another July means that another national convention is coming out. Now, Cleveland was a big success, uh, but what are people saying about this year's convention in Chicago? Uh, This year, the indications that came into us, which are the ones we trust, and that is the actual, I'll take a booth, I'll take a sponsorship, I'll take an admission, speak louder than, you know, just uh, hearsay and such. And we were sold out earlier on booths and waiting lists on corporate uh, and the case break pavilion. The ticket advance ticket sales is up 18% over any year, and we always do the benchmark really is Baltimore 2010 is, is, was just a, a real, real amazing uh, situation for that. So we're really going by all the indi- indicators, and we're running a ton of advertising. We're on the Cubs games, the White Sox games. We have a million impressions going through the Tribune and the Sun-Times. Wow. We're in nine newspapers. We're, I, I, we've never done so much promotion for a national that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of, it looks like it's going to be great. Why don't we really push it? Yeah. Now, I want to bring this up, and uh, Rich Klein, he's also a good friend of the show. He he does some blog postings on sportscollectorsdaily.com, and he wrote a nice post regarding the national and some future locations and some questions regarding why it's not uh, being put into or pushed into maybe the central region or even the western region of the U.S. Now, do you have any comments uh, on, on trying to secure the national in maybe a place like Dallas, Texas, or maybe San Diego? There's um, uh, nothing here is by chance. Of course. Uh, we, we book up to five years out. Uh, I think we need that for all the preparations, such as hotels and and a lot of the planning we have to do that really uh, makes a smooth transition for each uh, dealer and corporate sponsor and attendee. It gives us a wonderful opportunity to not have to rush to the altar. Mm-hmm. We try to do it with intelligence. Plus, facilities today, we need a minimum of 350 to 400,000 square feet, and it looks like that's spreading. Uh, mm-hmm. We're worried about outgrowing uh, the Stevens Center in Chicago with the new additions of Case Break, which tripled in size, and, and a variety of things like that. And we probably have 80 people on a waiting list right now for if a table opens up, and it's not going to. Yeah. So we can't do this on the spur of the moment. Facilities such as Boston, Anaheim, San Diego, San Francisco, St. Louis, have come to mind that, I've, that I do the research on, along with John, but I speak to them. I speak to the Visitors Bureau. We propose the dates of any one of three potential years, they come back to us, and uh, the ones I've just mentioned will not book an event uh, uh, past a two-year period, which is unacceptable to us. In other words, 
they'll book it. But if uh, there's a bigger name on line two, yeah. you're gone. That, and that's that's that. How can how can we how can anybody work under those terms? Yeah, that 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 just doesn't make sense, Mike. You know this. This hobby has a national convention, and this is pretty much our Super Bowl. So why is the city, you know, kind of saying, well, you know, if something else comes along, well, sorry, you know, <laughs> you're, you're 40, 50,000 people, sorry, you know? The convention facilities uh, that are in this uh, category mm-hmm. of rejection, including Baltimore now, too, um, are, are all basically have the same answer. Um, they want a minimum of 10,000 room nights because we need the whole facility. And the national breaks out at about a 50% destination and about a 50% uh, local uh, attendance. And and right now we can guarantee 5,000 room nights. Mm -hmm. And it does exceed that because people make reservations on their own and there's other groups that are doing it. So we do know that we're probably in the 7,000 neighborhood, but 3,000 room nights, uh, I asked, what's the penalty? What if we say, okay? I mean, who do we pay? Yeah. And they said, well, I, uh, we don't know. I said, well, <laughs> there's, all these, there's nine hotels involved. How do we determine who didn't get their room nights and at what rate? Hmm. Well, it would come down to the bottom line is they're guessing because they're guessing at a point of about what it cost us okay. to run the national as a penalty. So nothing makes any sense. The, here's, the, here's the bottom line to all of it. They want trade shows, not consumer shows. They want in-house trade shows. They don't want to worry about attendance. They don't want to worry about gate. They don't want to worry about security. They don't worry about any of that stuff. They want to worry about one thing and one thing only, huge exhibitors, huge booths, Nike. The, the, somebody spending a quarter million dollars to set up instead of, frankly, our mom and pops, which in essence has been the only reason we've got 36 years coming this year. Yeah. We're very respectful of our mom and pops. We love them. The facility does not. That, that, yeah, that I, I'm just, honestly, I'm speechless. And it's unfortunate because those cities are are, are huge as far as, you know, collector bases. And, and to see a show in, in, in San Francisco or, or St. Louis, that would be big. And it's just unfortunate that it cannot come to an agreement. But uh, let, let's go to some of the amazing events that are going to be held this year. Uh, because there there really are so many, and we're obviously not going to get to all of them, but let's hit the high points. And the first one I want to talk to you about, Mike, is this vintage break that's $2,500 a spot. Now, this seems like a monumental break that uh, that's going to be happening on the main stage on that Saturday. But uh, why should collectors want to buy into this break or really just come and watch it? Uh, there is a level of, um, there is a level of, Big players out there, obviously, otherwise the major auction houses would not have the type of uh, a consumer list, collector's list that they have, because they're not going to run auctions for the items they sell that's going to deal with somebody that's got about 300 bucks to spend. Of course. Uh, so, right, there's, it's obvious the hobby has it. The real reason for this is sensationalism. Mm-hmm. It's more spark. It's more action. It's more activity. It's fun. It's great. The other thing is maybe we can weave some type of connection between the vintage marketplace, the new card marketplace, and case-breaking. Maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for a growth spurt in uh, the vintage area uh, for prominence and excitement. The whatever has captured the new card collector's imagination about breaking, possibly this is, uh, this is contagious. And if it is, 
then it, it retreads a lot of vintage cards in the manner that the card grading companies retreaded a lot of interest and value in higher grades worth more money value return. So um, I don't know. Is this the future of uh, foil packs? I, I, I don't think uh, that we need to make that decision. One's better than the other or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If the consumers enjoy it, then let's do it. We planned this since last November with Chris Ivey and David Gelfman, um, Heritage and Ripping Wax, and it took all this time to make sure we had it nailed to an excitement point, not just throw something on in the Amazon main stage that you know would be uh, confetti and we hope people liked it. We're talking to Mike Burkus of the National Convention. Mike, let's talk about some of the VIP events that are going on this year. Uh, why should collectors shell out that extra money to become a VIP for the National? All my kids are done with school, so I can't use that one. I <laughs> I'll need college funds. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in a situation where the daily admission is $22. Uh, the uh, VIP, you can get in at the beginning at 129 12 autograph tickets, uh, a decent list of guys you can get autographs from. Five different manufacturers are, are supporting it with promo packs, card sets, mm-hmm. kind of exciting there. Uh, the party is a lot of fun. We got three autograph signers free there with uh, um, um, Raleigh Fingers. Uh, dude, I don't have my notes in front of me. Uh, Pilot, um, uh, Pierre Pilot, yeah, and, and uh, um, Brett Saberhagen, too. And Ben Saberhagen, so yeah. that's all free. You get in early, I think that's a big advantage, especially new card collectors and such. They want to get in there and get the get in those lines as fast as possible for the manufacturers. That's a big benefit. Yeah. And truly, even if you're coming a couple of days, uh, not a lot of money spent to see it first class and get all the benefits of something like that. So whether one of those things is the spark or all of those things is the spark, it's been a successful program for many, many years. Uh, I think at a certain point within about 24 months, we will attempt to review that and enhance it as much as we possibly can. I think the key factor, though, is to keep the prices in line. And as many of the collectors know, we haven't raised the prices, uh, booth price. We haven't done a lot of increases because we've been able to keep the prices in line and keep people involved. Yeah. Now, you you spoke about having uh, a bunch of autograph tickets for the VIP, uh, I guess, pack. The TriStar autograph lineup looks incredible for another year, and uh, I just saw that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair have been added to that lineup. So that's you know that's a big plus. But who are you most looking forward to uh, that is going to be signing in Chicago? You know, I think the excitement of uh, bringing in the '80s Miracle on Ice hockey team mm. is is just. Uh, it, it, you know, we're not talking about a lot of Hall of Fame guys that are on our normal lineup and that. We're talking about something unusual that hasn't happened, 35 years anniversary coming up here. A lot of, I mean, they gave America a thrill. It didn't, it didn't matter what sport you care about. I happened to grow up playing hockey. I played until I was 62 with two of my boys on my line coming out of Minnesota. And uh, so hockey's important to me, but that's not it. The idea is it's different than anything we've ever done. I know there, I know that uh, TriStar is setting up a photo session opportunity. We're not sure if it's going to be on the main stage or in the TriStar Pavilion, but uh, it's, just, it's sort of a maybe a once in a lifetime type uh, connection. Uh, it, it's 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 no different than the, the than the ladies winning the uh, the soccer title. I'd love to have them in there if we would have had notice on that. That's exciting. I think it's just fresh. Yeah. 
Now, if you haven't seen it, 30 for 30, the ESPN films, they did a great film about the Russian, the Soviet team that lost to the U.S. team. And it was kind of the, the background story with them. I think it's called Of Miracles of Men or something like that. Uh, so since you're a hockey fan, Mike, you should definitely check it out because it's definitely a great watch. Well, um, coming out of St. Paul, it just happened to be I was back there for Herb Brooks's funeral. Yeah. Um, Major Cathedral and that, and uh, I don't have a personal connection with any of these uh, gentlemen. Uh, I just happen to think that um, when you have a victory for America, uh, sometimes it would not take anything away from all these fabulous athletes and their and their great successes in their individual sports. But when you have a victory for America, that's it's a little bit of something that that we're very fortunate to be able to uh, present. Yeah. Now, uh, another legendary player uh, coming from the Chicago Bears, Doug Buffon, uh, he co-authored a book before he passed away, unfortunately, and there will be a sneak peek at the National. Uh, Can you uh, explain a little bit why this certain event is special for collectors and Bear fans alike? I think it's amazing, and what we're doing is actually dropping in sort of like Goodfellas, a table up front, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we think it's very worthy. Uh, Ray Schulte had a conne- has a connection with the family, and he's our PR director, as all everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to drop a table into uh, the case break next to the main stage so that it gets the most traffic possible. Yeah. Uh, David Gelfman's been very considerate about that, and uh, we're going to put um, the authors and uh, and uh, Doug's widow uh, at the table, and there's going to be a lot of people from the Bears organization come in because they're doing an, a huge, huge, oversized sympathy card that all the collectors and fans can sign, wow. and then they're going to present it. So we're we're past the stage of of uh, of a normal day at the national we have some uh, this is one of the more exceptional uh, situations so the local fans um and national fans that um enjoyed watching doug and know who he is uh you know stop by sign the card there's no commitment they'd like to uh, preview the book and get an opportunity to, to get that uh, that's going to be great we had hoped we had originally scheduled this with doug i mean this was totally unexpected but we're not going to cancel the plans yeah. and fortunately they're going to go through with them too yeah well, that's definitely something to see, so everyone needs to check that out. Uh, but speaking of the Case Break Pavilion, we did talk to David Gelfman of Ripping Wax last week uh, about the Case Break Pavilion, how crazy it's going to be. But I want to get your take on it, and, and how crazy and exciting uh, is this area going to be throughout the week, and why should collectors really go to this area? We are uh, we're very lucky. Uh, We're very lucky. We have been when we established uh, the National, when we established the Autograph Pavilion, and had great partners with TriStar, uh, having gone through a bunch of uh, previous attempts. Uh, We're very lucky with the corporate pavilion it took. It's very exciting for people. And we tossed this around two years ago, uh, and uh, it wasn't time. We didn't understand the idea of case-breaking. And then last year I thought, uh, you know, and, uh, John and I, John Brogy and I thought, well, you know what? Let's see. Well, we had about five, six groups that were interested in running the Case Break Pavilion, but I didn't want to make it competitive. I didn't want to put uh, a group in there that other groups might not want to participate in. I did have to have somebody with Case Breaking experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and David Gelfman, through a number of inter- interviews, became the fellow. I said that you have to build a stage. Amazon came in and said, we like it. We'll sponsor the stage. So all of a sudden we got uh, first-class acts 
performing. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, we, we took a flyer last year. If it didn't work, fine. It goes the way of the Beanie Baby Pavilion. Yeah. But we'll try. <laughs> but we'll try to do it first class. And yeah. we did. David has done that. And this year it's triple the size. And it's just beyond belief uh, how, many, how many breakers are going to be in there. And for the first time in the history of the National, we will be open in an area of the National three nights of that week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, in Hall B, which connects to all the other halls, opening, as people might remember. But um, they'll be roped off, uh, stanchioned off with security that everybody stays in Hall B, that we appreciate. And they'll be able to function till midnight. So, And there's no charge for admission on that. Uh, so Tuesday night you're going to get a chance to come in before the show even opens, and Wednesday and Thursday, and then those three nights we'll take a look and see how that works. But so far the enthusiasm for what's being broke on the stage, the athletes and excitement that's going to happen on there, the surprise packages and a variety of things like that has been, been a lot of fun for those people who want a home just like all the other segments of our industry, the national should be a home for them too. Of course. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to see how the the pavilion will will uh, will be throughout the week, I'm I'm excited to to be part of the emceeing crew. Uh, I, I'm I'm super nervous, but I'm really pumped, really excited to get out there and see what it's like and and how many people are going to be there. Uh, but uh, one final question, Mike, I gotta ask: Everyone's going to either go see a Cubs game or a White Sox game. So will you be able to, to maybe break away for a few hours and check out those Cubs or maybe even the White Sox? If I get away for a few hours, I'm going to bed. Uh, <laughs> people, people get a little confused. I appreciate all the invitations to a lot of different events and such after hours. Yeah. And that's one of the things we like to develop is keep people going uh, later in the night. But uh, I'm an old guy, and, um, <laughs> and I'm not there on a pleasure trip. This isn't a tourism trip. Yeah. I had my share of White Sox and... And Cubs games, including the White Sox uh, All-Star game, I believe was a three as a guest with uh, Rod Carew. And I've had my fun. And if it was maybe across the street, like Camden Yards, it would be nice for everybody. But it's not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan. And over the years, both of them have participated in the show. They're good organizations. But I won't be making it. Um, I won't be making it the game. I do want to mention about you. Um, when I discussed with Beckett, uh, about you got anybody that would work on the main stage, and they said no, but we'll ask Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were their first choice, all kidding aside, and I think you do a great job. I'm sure you'll get over your shyness by then, and uh, you'll be just fine. Well, I appreciate it, sir, and it, it's always a, a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get a few minutes to talk at the national. But if if not, I just want to wish you the best of luck. I know it's going to be great, another successful show. So uh, here's to another year, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in Chicago. Okay, bye-bye. Oh my goodness, I, I promise there's no more interviews, I, I swear. It's just me, guys, it's just me. So with all that said and done, we have some amazing giveaways to give out. But first, before I do that, I want to thank everyone that came on the show this week. That includes Mr. Joe Lee. Chris Carlin of Upper Deck, obviously Matt Bible, the ambassador, the global ambassador now uh, of gaming and non-sport here at Beckett. And, of course, Mr. Mike Berkus, uh, one of the most uh, iconic individuals in this hobby. Uh, we appreciate him coming on. So what I have for you guys is, is some pretty cool prizes. First up, we have a prize or a giveaway from Upper Deck. So shout out to Upper Deck and Chris Carlin for giving us this. But it is the Chicago Blackhawks standard. 
Stanley Cup champion set. He's going to give us uh, one of those sets and as well a pack of 2014-15 SP game used. Obviously, that's a that's a big deal around here. So that's a that's a pretty nice giveaway. So shout out to those guys over at Upper Deck for uh, giving us that. What I want to hear from you is give me one of the things that Mr. Chris Carlin told us that Upper Deck has planned for kids at the National Convention. So just one thing. He said a bunch of things. So you can just name one. Send us an email, radio at Beckett.com. That's the only way you can send us uh, these answers. But get them in before next Wednesday, and we'll pick a winner. Also, for Mr. Mike Burkus, he is giving us, drumroll please, he is giving us a week-long guest pass to the National Convention. Yes, that is right. A week-long guest pass for the National Convention, absolutely free. So if you are if you were in the area and you're planning on going to the National and you were only go for a day or something like that, or you didn't have enough money to go, uh, we're we I mean we got a free pass. It's a week-long pass. Hit us up, radio at Beckett.com. What I want to hear from you is why you want to go to the National Convention this year. Uh, and obviously make it kind of short because I don't have a lot of time to read some stories, but I want you guys to tell me why do you want to go to the National Convention for free this year, and we'll try and get that week-long guest pass out to you real soon. So there you go. There you have it. We have from Upper Deck the Stanley Cup champions of uh, you know of the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks. We got a set of that and a pack of 14-15 SP game used. We'll give out to a lucky winner as well as the week-long guest pass for the national convention so uh hit us up radio at becca.com get those entries in before wednesday at 3 p.m next wednesday 3 p.m central time and uh, we'll get those winners out and we'll have a little fun but next week is going to be absolutely insane so obviously mr bill dumas is going to come on the show talk about beckett media's plans for the national we're also going to have brian gray the the man behind leaf trading cards he's going to come on and talk all about leaf's plans for the national mr tracy hackler he's coming he's going to be in studio and talk about panini and, and what they got going David Gelfman is going to come on and, and talk a little bit about some quick updates regarding the Case Break Pavilion as, as well as Ripping Wax. And Adam Martin with Dave and Adams is going to come on and talk all about Dave and Adams' plans for the National Convention. So it's going to be a lot of fun. July uh, 23rd, I think, is the date for that show. So put that in your calendars. Make sure you're listening to that. Uh, that show because like I said it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to give away some more great prizes from these individuals and have a little fun like I said so I'm about done my my voice sounds like it's going out on this end hopefully it sounds all right through the internet radio waves but hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's show as well as last week's show it's been a blast previewing the national convention that's going to come up here in a couple weeks so hopefully you uh, people out there and enjoying it as well but for all of us at Becca Media, I uh, appreciate you guys for listening. So like I said, I'm your host, Eric Ficken. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.